everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Guys Who Law. I'm Jesse. I'm Andrew. And we're going to be calling game on a lot of things today. So we brought in one half of the calling game team in-house counsel here at Abrams Media. Kelsey Trainers back with us. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's an honor. Yeah, we love to have you. You do a great job on here. And I think this is an important subject for you to be tackling, isn't it? Because what are we going to be talking about? How to make the law fun. That's right. How to make the practice of law more fun. So I have a problem with this just at the outset. I was thinking about this topic. I was like, does the practice of law like need to be fun? Like, yes. would you want your doctors to have fun while they're operating on you? Okay. I'm glad you mentioned this. Yeah. Uh, I know a bunch of people who are in medical school, who are doctors, and I can't speak that they're all happy, but they knew that they wanted to do that. That is a choice in their lives. They made that commitment, and that's just the life they lead. With being a lawyer, I think a lot, there's extreme depression throughout the profession. But the people not know about that ahead of time? No, I think they have an idea of what it is. That was literally the first thing they said to me on the first day of law school was, attorneys have the highest rate of alcoholism and depression, so if you're not into that, probably get out now. Yeah, okay, people say that, but there's one, I mean, you're gonna believe everything everybody says? No, but the thing is, is I think a lot of people have an idea of what the law is. They think it's going to be different for them, and then they get in, and it's a complete nightmare. I actually like the law. Why do you think I work at Law & Crime? I like law. I think everybody here actually thinks it's interesting, but the actual practice is horrible. That's the problem. That's why we're addressing it. it is it something that, like, it's a serious profession, right? Like, it's it's not something that— Is that a serious question? I, well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I, I don't want, like— I'm calling my, game my, on your my, my attorney to be, like— you know, having a ball and just like ignoring my actual concerns. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about this throughout here, but I think there are ways to make the profession better, which would ultimately benefit the lawyer and it would be- benefit the client. So if we could start off, the number one problem is the time. If anybody ever talks about it, they are slaves at the office. They don't turn off. They're constantly on their BlackBerry. They're working all day, all night. And the main problem or one of the biggest problems is the billable hour. Right, because for everybody who just doesn't know, as an attorney, especially in a big law firm, you are expected to hit a minimum required uh, billable hours. Usually it's 2,000 hours per year. Now, what you realize is during the course of a day, if you're at the office for eight hours, you're not billing eight hours. You're billing maybe in that time five hours, so you have to stay later to actually get a full uh, eight-hour billable day at the minimum. The problem is is you're a human being. You have other things in your life and you're a slave to the office. I think the first thing that we have to address is, can we get rid of the billable hour? I think that's the number one uh, solution to start off. Kelsey, can we do it? I don't think so. You don't think so, why not? I don't think so because clients want to know how their money is going to be spent. And you know, even when you, you have to bill, when you're billing an hour, you have to bill in six minute increments. And that's tough because you know, someone walks in from your office and they want to talk to you about something else while you're working on a project for one client. And you got to stop either if you're doing your own your hours, you know, via paper or if you have a program for it. Um, and it's it's just tough. I'm going to disagree, and I'll tell you why. Because you're saying when they look at the bills at the end of the month, they want to know how much the attorney was working on that matter, right? Yes. Two problems with that. One, if I just had a flat rate and said I'll charge you a thousand dollars to, you know, do this trademark search and ultimately file it for you, 
why do you care what time I spent on it if I get the job done? Because the, what it really perceives is there's a lack of trust. You don't think your lawyer is working on the matter as so, much so as So I kind of fall in the middle of, of you guys. Okay. I think that we could move off a billable hour, hour system and just make it like a flat fee as long as you as you get done what you say you're going to get done. But what's not going to change is the amount of time that attorneys spend for the, spend for their clients. A clients are always going to expect that attorneys will respond immediately to all of their needs. And no matter if they're paying a fee or if they're paying an hourly, the attorneys need to be on at all times. But there's a difference between being on and responding to a phone call and maybe there's a deadline to then having to just be slaves at the office doing paperwork all the time. Because I think that's the main problem. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you know, look, when I was practicing at my law firm, right? Mm -hmm. You get penalized for doing something efficiently. That's one way. I mean, I'm not saying just for me. I'm saying, think about this. If something were to take me two hours, I am not billing as much hours as I want to as opposed to spending five hours. And the client is upset because you just spent five hours on that matter. The law firm's happy because you spent five hours. I was caught in a terrible position because there would be times where I didn't bill enough because I did something too efficiently. Or if I did research for an extended period of time, like eight hours, the the head partner would say, you spent too much time on this. I'm chopping five hours out of this. And which means I couldn't bill those five hours that she chopped off. So, would so you, it would, looks terrible for me. I'm, I now did work that I can't even count towards my Would you ever hour. take longer on something just because you know that you need to fill your hours? No, 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 no. I did as long as I had to do to do it. Um, but what was happening for me as a junior associate when I started, it obviously took me longer to do things because I didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't charge the client that. So if I'm spending 10 hours on something, she'd say, all right, I'm only going to bill the client five hours. You can't, that five hours, that five hour addition, you can't even count towards your billable hours. So I'm caught in a terrible place. It's a benefit to the client, but no one, but, but, and I'm stuck at the office and I'm not even getting credit for it. I think that's the problem there. And in, instead, why don't you treat it like a contractor where you create a set, you said, look, based upon who's going to be on the team, you have a partner, maybe a, 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 of counsel, and you have an associate. This is the experience. Uh, we're going to look at their hourly rate. We're not going to be charged by the hour, but it gives a sense. And they do, uh, you know, they do an algorithm where they determine, okay, this is going to cost you five thousand dollars. That's a flat fee to, uh, you know, to I don't know, negotiate this contract. I just think that puts you as an attorney in a situation where, if 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 something goes wrong or the client is not totally upfront with you then it and you realize that there's going to be more work or there's a scenario where you are it's it's going to cost you way more than that great great i'm so glad you mentioned that how many people have had a uh, car fixed or a plumber and they think something's originally going to cost something there's a problem and they charge you more oh you know your car we brought it in it was going to be uh, two hundred dollars to fix the engine but then we saw that all the tires need to be changed and all this is going to be an additional – you renegotiate the price. I think the ethical rules get in the way of that because once you have a client, you have certain ethical duties and certain things that you have to follow through. So lawyers just need to change the ethical rules then. What's uh, the ethical problem though? Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> what is it? No, I mean there's certain scenarios that you – uh, you know, I never practiced criminal uh, law, but I know that there's certain scenarios when you have a client and you have to see them through to a certain level of station. Even if you're not, um, even if you are not, you don't want to uh, remain as counsel for the client, there's still processes you have to go through to be removed from that client 
through the court, and then that's more time and more money that you can't charge. Well, them. well, I, I think here's the issue. I think one, it's a matter of trust, right? You're assuming that the lawyer won't, won't do what they're supposed to do because they're not no longer have a billable rate, that they won't work as hard. But I think you just have to pick a lawyer that you have, you understand is going to do the right thing for you. And number two, you're going to charge as a law firm or as a solo practitioner, you're going to charge what you think is the appropriate rate. And if it has to be rene renegotiated because of something unforeseen, that's what it's so going to be. So when do you re what what's the what's the step of renegotiating? Litigation. And then you get into covering. Well, this should have been expected. Why wasn't this expected? Let you. You know, then you get into at what point are we renegotiating? The managing the expectations of both sides. Well, well, what would need to happen is the contract that had this fee in it would need to be very specific about what the responsibilities and role of the attorney is. Well, and we then can do that. Yeah, and then and then once it's, it goes beyond the scope of that, which can be subjective sometimes, the attorney would probably you know approach the client and be like, listen. We thought it was just going to be this and this at the beginning. Now it's this, like another party was brought in, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to need to charge you about such and such. So then what do you do when that happens? But your name is on the docket and you are responsible to answering to the court because you're still the you're still counsel to that client the end something is due and you you're not going to do any more work because the but client's it, not paying it, you. That, that's the same situation if it's a billable hour or not if your client refuses to pay you you're in that same Cause, cause, cause then you can at least fight it very specifically versus going to court over well this is covered in the contract this isn't i think that each party would work i mean each attorney client would work that out i think you set a stage if it's litigation all right so it's going to cost five thousand dollars for us to uh write this cease and desist and have a back and forth with their attorney if it should then go into filing a complaint it's going to be an additional two thousand dollars okay what then if it moves to trial you know like you you set it up based upon that some firms do do this already too it's not like a new concept and they have a success rate too but um like you were saying with with billable hours there's sometimes where the client will say, I don't want you going over this amount of hours, leave it at that. Um, or this will be the, the initial retainer, but then we'll do another one once we get to the next stage. So they, the same conversations come up, it's just a different format. So if you want to limit it, that's fine. I think as long as you limit it and you're not working, if you say you can't exceed past five hours, okay, that's the deal, fine. Or you want well, you to- You can't say, bill past five hours because like you said, I mean, you, you, when you start look, off practicing law- I won't work law, one minute past the, what I'm supposed to work then because I, I do not think it's appropriate to force uh, people to work uh, in a billable hour arrangement for longer than they're supposed to and not get credit for it. I don't know. I just think the law is so, there's so many things you don't know, especially like you said, as a junior associate, that it takes you longer. It might take you 10 hours to do something that 10 years from now will take you five hours. Then bill the client less. Then say, you know what? We're it, Normally we'd have charged, uh, uh, normally we would have charged, I don't know, $5,000 for something, but we have this guy working on it. We're only going to charge you 2000 and it doesn't affect me. If I'm getting a flat salary as a lawyer, every year I get this, maybe I'll get a bonus based upon how good. Because here's the thing that I had a problem with. So my billable hours, again, I was in this weird position where so much was unbilled, because I was, but I, my reviews were great though. Like he does great work, his hours aren't great though. And I'm like, it's, a, it's just because so much of it is written off. What do you want me to do? And, but they were like, you're doing a great job. Most people in jobs are valued about how the product is mm -hmm. that they deliver, not how many hours they're working. So let me ask you both this. If firms were to go the billable hour, the uh, flat fee route, mm -hmm. yeah, wh who would be the harder party to get buy-in on this, the, the law firm or the client? 
I think actually it would be better. F- the client would be okay with it. I think the law firm wouldn't like it. Lawyers don't like to make change. They've made money on the billable hour rate. It's more advantageous for them to just charge by the hour. Uh, they don't care how many hours their associates are working. They're just churning out money, churning out money. It's harder for a law firm or, or lawyers to agree to it. I think it would hurt the client because I think that law firms would uh, go really high with their rates. All right. So, look, that's one avenue. I, I yeah. think that's a big issue in terms of how much time. So, I'm, I have another issue that okay. would make the practice much more enjoyable. Okay. So, one aspect of practicing law that takes up a lot of time is you know, draft, drafting emails to other parties, clients, etc. If there was more time spent on the phone instead of email, I think it would make the practice much better. And the reason why there's so much email is because people bill for it, are able to bill for longer hours. Disagree. And I'll tell you why I disagree. I'd rather be on the phone. No, I'll tell you why. First of all, you're assuming that lawyers are social and can speak to other people. Have you ever spoken to lawyers on the phone? That's because they're never on the phone. Maybe they they got on the phone, they learned how to be social. But half the things that are are legal, it's all about words. It's all how you word something. It's in a contract. You can't just say it over the phone. You have to articulate it with words. I'm not saying that you... There's no part of the role that needs to be documented or in a contract yeah. or on email, but there are, there are a lot of unnecessary steps that make it a, such a longer process by going back and forth over, over email. Uh, I agree with you. So, like for example, if an, an email, a well-crafted email, takes you an hour and a half when you could have explained something yes. in 20 minutes, uh, maybe that would have been better. But sometimes they like to have a track of it. That lawyers like to say, "Hey, I sent you this email. This is proof of what I told you. This is proof of what I said." And it gives a paper. Yeah, because all those emails they come into court. You know, they come yep. into play on a, on a case. This is what we talked about. Yeah, they like uh, documenting. That's a good point. That's yeah. exactly what. There's sometimes when strategically we can record the conversation. You don't want to put it in an email. <laughs> yeah. That you know you want to you want to call that person because you don't want what you say to be in an email. Yeah, and, um, and I but, agree with you. There's a part of it you will take. Like I remember I was doing emails where it had to be checked by three different people before I even sent it. Right. Which, yeah, I agree with this. So there may be something there. Here's the part that I always had an issue with. Okay. I never like the unpredictability, and I think that's a big part too. You know, people don't know what their schedule is going to be like on day in that's and day true. out. So how about this? Okay, we kind of see this a little <laughs> bit with part-time lawyers. Yeah. Imagine you're at a law firm and they have a platform where you can pick what task you want to do. So they have a like a, a large board. They say, okay, need someone to draft this contract, need someone to file this trademark application. It tells you which partner you're going to work for, or which uh, uh, attorney you're going to work for. Um, estimating how much time you're going to spend on it. And then you could pick the schedule that you want. So you're not assigned to anything, but you pick. And it's like a big board. And you're like, oh, I want that. And then here's another incentive. Maybe we create a really different scheme where now my schedule, my pay is based upon what I work on. I don't have a flat rate, but I have what I, oh, oh, on the message board. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could get a, I could get a commission on this or a thousand dollars for this. And then you create the schedule you want. You pick what jobs you want. You determine how much you want to work and how much you don't want to work. It's kind of similar uh. to other, other jobs. <laughs> I, I no? mean, who gets to pick though? Like it's still based on seniority, which is basically what happens at a law firm anyway. If they don't want do to do mean? it. They're sending it to, Okay, so you have your your idea, right? Yeah. Who are the who are the ten people, the ten attorneys, the junior attorneys that get to that work on it, right? No, How's it determined who, who gets first? to pick first? It's How? Like, it's, it's, it's like Kelsey coming to me and be like, 
I only want to work on the complaint and not the rest of discovery. Yeah. So just come back to me when it's the complaint for anything. <laughs> it, tells, it tells you. So no, like that's that. And it'd be the same thing. Like you remember when you would look for classes in college or in law school and there's like, okay, it start re- open registration. You got to get then. in. The, you you got 9 a.m. You better be on your laptop. Yeah. And Kelsey, let's say that you pick something and I'm like, I wanted it. And I said, listen, how about it? Can you give me this and I'll give you this instead? And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You're making this very democratic. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking it's uh, you, a great you, idea. You lawyer, make the schedule are, that you want. Lawyers are ruthless. There's just no way that that would happen. I think, look, I, I think it's you build the schedule that you want. I think that would make We're it, about how to make make it more, more complex and create more frustrations ultimately. Happy comes out of complex things. So I have, I, have a, I have one that will make the practice much happier. Okay. It's, it's, it would never happen. If this is not puppies... You're gonna like then. this one. You'll like this one. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think that they should get rid of discovery completely and just go straight to trial. So aside from the mm-hmm. fact that that's insane, um, how, it would how never would happen. That, how would that work? That, that, you're, you're assuming half. The, every, uh, everything at trial is a surprise. It's a surprise nobody's seen it before. I <laughs> how think. Are you prepare if you don't know what the other side's doing. I think to a how certain extent. Movies. That discovery, there are certain parts of discovery that can go. That can, I mean, a lot of the first 10 questions in discovery, I mean, why aren't you just turning that information over to the other side? Like what? You know, you have, you know, the name and address of all the people that are going to be involved, um, the, the documents that are, that you plan on using. Like, just skip that process. Have the, all that when the complaint is filed. Start turning that over right away. See, the importance of discovery is determined even if you need to go to trial, which is more expensive and time-consuming. No, no, I would say going to trial is probably the most fun part of being a lawyer. Yes, so I would say that you have to go to trial unless you like settle, I guess. But just making the practice more fun, I would probably like to go to trial more and not have discovery. You're watching too much long. I crime. think we can yeah. shorten the discovery. <laughs> Discovery schedules for sure. I mean, it takes six months to a year to longer a lot of the times. Hey, hey, listen, would I be so opposed to getting rid of docu review? You know, where you just go in and review. Yeah, docu- docu- would, it's gone. E discovery takes years. E discovery in, in my mind, every e discovery is gone. Part of you're just going through thousands and thousands and thousands of documents, and it is a nightmare. So part of that is kind of like mediation, right, or arbitration. It's a much more streamlined process. I kind of feel you on that. Like, I would like people go to law school because they want to argue and make arguments. They don't want to have to deal with all the facts. They just get, usually, like, in an exam, you get the facts in this little one-pager. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be great to have that? Yes, but life is complicated, and unfortunately, from a practical reality, I don't think that would happen. Yeah, we're thinking fun here, though, not practically. Hey, listen, if you <laughs> want to go straight to trial and you say, hey, this trial's going to cost $50,000, you want to pay it, that's it. And then maybe we'll just go straight to trial. Maybe we can combine the two methods, what I said before to this. So I have one I have one practical recommendation that I think could, act, could okay. actually work. Okay. Getting rid of the second and third year of law school and making it a rotations at different firms and practices, et cetera. I disagree because I love the second and third year that's, of law school. That's because you just dated the entire time. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter. The point is it was great. And I'd rather have stayed in school than yeah. practicing at a firm. No, I, I agree. I think maybe not the third year, but um, I co I went to Drexel, which has a co-op, through, where instead That's of good. going yeah. to class, you get a whole entire semester or a year working. Um, and I obviously learned more there than I did in law school. Did so. you have more fun? I did. I worked for a great judge and... Uh, there's a lot of coffee breaks and a lot of road trips. And you probably learn more than you would in law oh, school. Oh, so much more. Right. You learn that you get to know the people in the firm or, or in the courthouse. Yeah. But that, uh, but 
that's kind of like a point to how to make law school more fun, not more how to make the practice more fun. It's part of it. All right. So if you want to actually talk about making it more fun in the office, I have another way. Why don't you just go the route of like Google and the big tech companies. You put in a little movie theater. You put in a popcorn machine. You put in a billiards room. You put in old school arcade games like Street Fighter. Because if you're stuck at the office, wouldn't you want to make the office a fun place and not a stuffy place? The only th enjoyment that I had of staying in the office was the free dark chocolate almonds. Let me tell you the problem with that. <laughs> I'm a I'm a client, and I come into this law firm that I just hired, and I see people playing ping pong and having yep. a bunch of snacks, and it doesn't make me feel that comfortable. We're not a regular I, lawyer; I we're a cool lawyer. I disagree. If I walk into a law firm and I see that, I'm like, these are these are people who get it. They get life. They get yep. it. it's a work life balance. They want their employees. And they want them to be here and they want them to want to be here. Yeah, and they I treat them well. Oh, if they treat their own people well, they must treat their clients well. Yeah. I mean, it would be great. The only enjoyment I had was the chocolate almonds and literally walking around the block and wondering why didn't I just like, you know, I don't know, do anything else. And then I would go back into my cubicle my, and just cry. My office I think cry. if you are not bringing puppies to your work <laughs> establishment once a month, you're you're doing it wrong. Imagine if there was like that was great, like a little puppy area. You play with puppies for ten minutes, or maybe there's like a little That's like it. social area. Yeah. Maybe you have people who are not even lawyers, just like fun socialites hanging out in like a. Maybe you share office you, space. You know what? With like a PR agency <laughs> or something. Speaking of that, I think maybe the key is for all law firm environments, they have to be combined with another company that has non-lawyers. Yes. Because being around other lawyers makes the practice much much worse. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, like I agree. I like that. It could be something you know. Who would be a fun profession to hang out with? PR people, advertising, a bunch of writers and television Ooh, people. That'd be great. <laughs> That's why we all work here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Look, I think one of the reasons I like law school was the people. You know, I, I enjoyed it because the people were so much fun to hang out with. It was doing yeah. a ton of work, but the people were great. You got to hang out with cool people. Kelsey I, and I are both like. Yeah, I think your level of cool was way higher than New, ours. New York law school was amazing. <laughs> all right, so if you if, if I think there's something to that one, um, I, I have another one that I think is good. What's the best feeling when you're working? When you get good recognition for what you did, right? That's so one nice. of the things my firm did is they would send out emails every couple of weeks about like here's what's happening at the firm, and they would recognize people for doing great things. And I got actually recognized once for doing something great for a client, and I was on this firm-wide email. What about doing it on a daily basis where you have on your computer like a ticker that they have at the bottom of Fox News, but it's like about good accomplishments across the firm. Like, Kelsey really killed that contract today. Or like, Jesse negotiated. And, and it's kind of like this kind of recognition where you feel pretty good about yourself. I think there's a value to that. You feel better about what you're doing. So if, if, if firms do that, are they, are they allowed to also put in the negatives that happen as well? <laughs> no, no. It's like Bridgewater. You know, you know what they do there? What's Bridgewater? Bridgewater is a hedge fund. It's with the largest, I think it's the largest hedge fund in the world. It's based in Connecticut. For every meeting that happens, they, every person in the room has to give negative and positive feedback to oh, everybody, no. including their bosses. Hard Ooh, pass. I don't want that. And, and it's made public across the entire company. No, this is a happy place. All good things. You know, sometimes me and Andrew will look at each other and give a thumbs up. And that's pretty yeah. similar to a ticker across the bottom. Nonverbal communication. Nonverbal <laughs> communication. I think sometimes we'll just a smile, a thumbs yep. up, a yep. double thumbs up, yep. and it's it's pretty similar. Yep. You told me I'm having a great hair day. I feel like I'm ready to like now kill a 300 bucks. pound contract. Like, and you will. Seriously, when somebody gives you good feedback, like let's say you have your review and they go, "You're doing a terrific job. You're a value to this company." Don't you go out and work even harder? Absolutely. That's so, so important. So yeah. I'm telling you, positive reinforcement. 
Now I have one more. I, Kelsey, I'm sure you have a few too. This is the one that this is the one that I have. One of the mm-hmm. things that I hate, I hate, mm-hmm. I hate, is the false alarm. When you are, this happens so many times. Uh, Jesse, we're going to need you to work the entire weekend. Uh, it's a big brief that's due, and uh, it's due Sunday night. So start Friday, and you'll be done. I work the entire weekend. I do it. And then they say, oh, we actually didn't really need it. It was just a false alarm just in case. Now, <laughs> I'm still, sorry, what? Happens tons of times. False alarm, fire drills, fire drills. That's what they're called, fire drills. Oh, you have to work no. all night. And then really the partner doesn't need it. It was just a preparation thing. Now, look, I still got the credit billable hour-wise. But shouldn't you get a bonus for a false alarm bonus? That's for, mental warfare. Yeah. What about a fire alarm bonus, a, a false alarm bonus? Yeah. You like that? They calculate so, at the end of the day. So they just did – that was a test for you. No, 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 no. Oh, it was okay. Like, they're like, oh, we didn't – at the end of the day, the partner really didn't need it, but we needed it just in case. But there's a possibility they needed it. They possibility okay. they needed it. Okay. So right. But to protect you ruined themselves. my weekend, so why don't you reimburse me for my weekend? Well, I would like to I, – I once wrote a – uh, decision or an opinion for a judge that was 45 pages and it was due to the appellate court and the day before it was due and the judge was just about to sign it the uh, the appeal was dismissed it was withdrawn so that oh. was I think I should feel? I think that the appellate court should have given me a bonus <laughs> at the time yeah well, because that's a lot of pages that's a lot of work I it's get a it. lot of work did you have fun drafting it it wasn't even the judge I clerked for. Well, it was another one who asked me to do him a favor. Yeah. <laughs> so the answer is no. Yeah, it's not fun. I'm, we're trying to make it more fun here. So if I, if I had a false alarm, but they're like, hey, here's an extra five grand for staying the whole week. And I'd be like, all right. I think just generally in the, in the, in the, in the law practice that there were more like performance-based incentives. Like there, there are some, but there's not as much as like in – if you're like a, a business person, like you know, a revenue – generator at a, at a yeah. corporation or something. You know what? Yeah. False alarm. You don't have to give me money. Get me tickets to Hamilton. Get take me. Hey, here's a here's <laughs> here's uh here's a thousand dollars. Go to per se for the night. You know, like enjoy. <laughs> here's a bottle, sir. Like you have a table now at Marquee for the night. Like something. I fun. can get you a table at Marquee. Come yeah, well, on. Yeah, we're not <laughs> a Kelsey trainer. I'm saying here are the things. You know, here's an advanced screening to Avengers that's coming out in two months. You know, that would have been something yeah. great. But no, you just suck it up. And you got to continue your work, and that's it. You're I, miserable, and so you're I, angry. So I have one more too. Um, what if your legal license could apply to other countries? Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Like practice? You can. Pr- you, don't, you don't have to take like the bar in Spain or in Italy. Like it would apply to, I guess, some parts of the law there. So you could you can move there, and you practice. You have to take any more exams. Let me get this straight. You're saying if I have a license to practice law in an American state? Yes. <laughs> I can practice in any other country. Yeah, there, there, How does that make other countries feel about us? Would it be reciprocal? Like no. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is the tr- this is the this is the Trump license. Yeah. We have the best lawyers. They can go anywhere. Frankly, I frankly, people are saying you want to check out lawyers. China needs American lawyers. <laughs> so that's great. No wonder people hate us. I was g- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it would be gr- nice to sit up, to kind of hole up in Italy or Croatia or somewhere and just practice law and not have to take another exam. And Do you really want to even going. practice law there? Or you just want to I just want to go there. How about yeah, that? you just want to go there. I think I just need a vacation, maybe. All right. <laughs> I like where your head's at, though. Thank you. Like both it. of you. Kelsey, do you have any? Yeah. Um, I would say, from a very practical point of view, music, like 
and having things like you said, um, instruments in the office, something that like, <laughs> like no, I'm, I'm so serious. When I was in law school, I learned to play the guitar and it was only because it's, you can't sit and read and write for eight, 10, 12 hours a day. Your mind needs a, yeah. a, a break that is still, you know, mentally stimulating but it's not so should we bring some instruments in here i can bring some i'm gonna bring a five-piece mariachi band to play right above your shoulder thank you no it's funny you should say that my dad visited me at my law firm and he visited me at like eight o'clock at night on a tuesday and offices are packed but you can't hear anything you hear a pin drop because there's no energy here it's None. like a library so imagine if you did have like saw like music in the background like a you know pandora yeah. or something playing throughout the office you know what we should do we should make a company band. Uh, there is a thing um, that is called, um, oh, I forget the name of it, but it is a bunch of lawyers and law firms who go around and play music for charity yeah. at this competition. I think it's like Law So Hard or something, or Law Rocks. And the the lead guitarist from Blind Melon, you know that song? Oh, I love that. No yeah. He is a, an attorney at Ballard Spar, and he is the guitarist for the band that's named... Ballard Spar Galactica. Oh, wow. That's a good name, though. It's a great name. <laughs> um, Are you saying you want to form a band? I think yeah, we, th there definitely uh, be enough people here who like play a certain instrument or we can sing that we could form something. I got the guitar covered. You got the guitar. Uh, well, that's Andrew. awkward. Well, do you, do you, I can play the no, uh, no, no. You, you keyboard, take, too. You take guitar. Okay. I can play saxophone. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Harp. Everybody knows that for me. Okay. Um, Amba. Drums. Can you really play drums, or was that you can't? Okay. Wow, we already have. Who can sing? Who can sing? It's on me. Uh, I can do a nice background vocal and share. Right. That's about it. At the end of the day, us playing together in this weird eclectic band, are we happier? Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you yep. think everybody else in the office is happier listening to us? Th they don't matter now. Well, we, <laughs> well, we go do some gigs. We don't like all oh, stay here. Mm -hmm. Practice mm -hmm. some coffee shop. Right. Yeah. Coffee house gigs. Get us up there. Get us cheers. Get us booze. Really, we can adjust. Yeah, it, that's not a bad idea. Any others? That's that's. I mean, <laughs> aside from like the you know mimosas on Tuesday or right. Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Aside um, from just bringing people just donuts. Just one donuts yeah. done. Wow, that is a happy day. Everybody was a little happier. Donut Fridays. They only did it once a month. I think for the largest law firm in the world. They have offices all across the the globe. They they only could do donuts once a month. Really, guys? Do they cover dinner ever? Uh, if you worked past a certain hour, you could bill yeah. it to the client. But it was only like past like 7.30, and I'm like, I have to eat at 6. Yeah. Do you know when I worked on Blue Bloods, we had donuts every <laughs> single morning? Is that because Craft it's a services. cop show? Crafty, yeah. Craft wow, services. you went to the cop show. Yep. Wow. Is that even insulting? Uh, it might be to Why? some. I just think, I think officers have great taste in pastries. Well, why do, you have, to why do you have to turn in something bad? I mean, you, we weren't talking about croissants or don't get cheese danishes. Don't get, uh, okay, you know, I just think they have really great taste in desserts, and you turned it, you made it weird. Having up a separate point, like what what happened to Krispy Kreme ever? Krispy Kreme never got the love that Dunk. I mean, which sounds better, Krispy Kreme or Dunk? There used donuts. to be places in the city where they made like hot Krispy Kremes. Now that there's none, they just came out with a Reese's cup. Krispy Kreme donut. Did you write that on Twitter today? No, but I did. Reese's did give me a shout out. So really? I love Reese's. Why do you call it Reese's? Isn't it Reese's? <laughs> I, I'm from Philadelphia. We speak weird. Oh. We say, I say Reese's. I'm calling game on that. I don't have a response to that. <laughs> huh. All right. I, I think we uh, just did the practice of law a huge service. I really think there's something here. Yeah. Some people might look at this. Maybe the, the founders, the. <laughs> 
the powers that be of the legal profession, they might make a change, or more likely people will listen to it and say, why did I spend the last 40 minutes listening to this? I, my life is worse off. That was a great Billy Madison reference, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are all more stupid for having listened to that. May God have mercy on our soul. <laughs> a simple wrong would have done. Um, all right. Any final thoughts? I, I think we nailed it. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Of course. Uh, Kelsey and Amba have a terrific podcast called Calling Game. You want to explain what it is real quick? Calling Game is a sports podcast where we talk to some of the biggest names in sports and media, and we get their takes on some of the hottest issues. Uh, it's really good, and they uh, they get some really great guests, and it they, also have, they yeah. also have really good articles that you post up about what's been happening in the news. We try. So it's good. Everybody listen. It's our sister podcast. Can we say that? Yeah, sister yeah. podcast. Yeah, like for we're, sure. Yeah, okay, we're that's connected. good. And uh, yeah, Andrew, any final thoughts? I'm just, I feel better about the practice right now, even though none of these things are happening. I know. I just feel more positive. Are you ready to go law so hard? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go just like attack the day. Yeah. Which, which is also, I'm, I'm uh, plugging another podcast. Do you know what podcast I'm plugging right now? Which one? Attack the day? Uh, well, it's attack each day. Uh, Why are you plugging them? It's the Jim Harbaugh podcast. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, that's, go blue. That's go blue. A, it's not a law. It's not a Abrams Media entity. No, but it's okay. Speaking of which, you should all listen to Court Junkie as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, Court good. Junkie is our new is our is our new sister podcast. Yeah. Um, for for long crime. For long crime, and it that that is a great, but Calling Games great podcast too. All of our podcasts it's are great. A, yeah. Court Junkie is a stellar podcast. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Bye. Thanks.